Hello, Karen. What's happening? Same old, same old. We're talking like we didn't just chat up a storm for the last 30 minutes. We did a catch-up. Have you ever listened to... Um, I'm trying to think of some examples. I know that the Chris Hardwick Nerdist podcast does this, where the second that like he sits down with the guest or guests he's recording and every episode there's a point five or ten minutes in where the guest is like oh have we already started recording because they're used to like having some schmooze time with whoever's show they're on and he's like yeah we're already recording we're already in the podcast that's hilarious like i guess we could do that but we talk we, we couldn't talk shit. we couldn't kind of talk shit yeah and like these are things that could get us fired, so we yeah. really can't. Yeah, yeah, like we're we're mad shit talkers before we hit record. <laughs> it's crazy. Get it system so that uh, our actual <laughs> recorded podcast is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> we're mad shit. Although I have to say, I think we're going to be shit talking the Melrose app today. Oh, you think? I have to say, last week, you, I think, asked, does Alyssa still like the episodes? And she, like, typically does. And I asked her after this week's episode, um, I was like, so, did you like this one, or did you think it was kind of bad? And she was like, no, I thought it was, like, bad all around. <laughs> well, okay, so this episode really kind of reeked of bad 80s TV. Did it not? Yeah, I, I see that. Even we're in 1997 right like it just it just like when i was watching it and i was like this feels like watching an episode of the a team of the really so not even like like 80s soaps just like generic 80s tv yes like it was like seriously oh. it was like watching an episode of the i swear to god and, and, and it wasn't like, you mean like kind of like lazy well, I mean, Amanda's storyline in particular. It wasn't the whole episode, but it was like Amanda's storyline. Because remember, folks, when we left Amanda last last episode, she had been kidnapped That's by the right. goons, right? That's and right. So by not the hired goons. The hired yeah. goons. By, the hired by Peter goons. Yeah. So not to sort of like get ahead of ourselves, but where they take her, it looked like it was like part of the set for the A-team. At yeah, one I point. will say... I feel like in the last season, we've gone, we've expanded a few times beyond our, our main sets, and they look like the cheapest shit I've so ever seen. So cheap and so shitty. And so, and not only, so not only is the setting this sort of like weird, like getting A team vibes from it, but also the setup and everything that sort of happened felt like something that would have happened on the yeah. A team. Yeah, I Wait, uh, I agree. Place? Before before we move ahead, let's just say so. This is season seven, episode six, Bonacera, Mr. Campbell, part one. But we really haven't Bonacera'd Mr. Campbell, so that's no. The other we're building up to the Bonacera, but yeah, right, but he was barely in this too. Right. So remember what I think was because it's Bonacera, Mr. Campbell, part one and part two, and part two is next week's episode. But I think this was initially going to be a one night two-hour episode that was the season six finale that would have aired earlier in 98. So I think like where they end the episode even you think like oh maybe there should even be like one more scene with Coop and Lexi maybe kind of a cliffhanger and there's not because I think there was just going to be more of it that night when it right. was supposed to air. But anyway yes back to what you were saying now that you've kind of like leaned into the Amanda stuff. It reminds me of like a MacGyver episode. 
That's what I'm thinking of. Like when they're setting up the story of the week with the bad guy and whoever like our victim du jour who needs to be rescued is. That's kind of what I'm getting now that you've said it. Right. So bad 80s TV. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going to agree about a lot of stuff tonight. And that felt like the best storyline. Although, although, oh, although, I know. Although, I will say this. Lisa Renna was bringing it this episode. Yeah, I think you've mentioned my favorite storyline of the episode. None oh, of these are written by, like, Mark Twain. But I think, uh, I think that's what I like watching more. Yeah, I mean, Lisa Renna almost brought this episode back to its camp roots this episode. Yeah. Um, and she was absolutely delightful to watch. And I honestly never thought I would say that about her. Um, I thought that she was an absolute delight to watch. And she saved this episode. Um, I think she comes as close as we get. Hmm. Let's get through this. Yeah, let's just do this. As much as, as fast as we I can. I want to Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Um, all right. So, yeah, Amanda was kidnapped at the end of last week by goons that Peter hired. Um, so Kyle comes home whenever, 2, 3 a.m., I don't know. Um, there's no Amanda, so, of course, he's concerned because she had left him earlier at the at the, the uh, upstairs. Um, so he knocks on Peter's door. Peter is staying. Peter is in Matt's. You know, we were talking about the geography before. Mm. Peter is now in Matt's old place. So Megan is in Jake's slash Taylor's old place is, I think, where they are now. Okay. Anyway, Peter is still awake, but he's still drunk. And he's, like, playing dumb because Kyle's asking questions about, have you seen Amanda? Um, so, so Peter says, like, oh, I'll call the hospital, see if, for whatever reason, they've brought her in. And Kyle is calling Amanda's cell. And then we cut to Amanda blindfolded in the car with the goons. And one of the goons, like, takes the phone and throws it out. And Kyle, like, yells at Peter and storms off. He's like, the last person I need help from is Amanda's lovesick ex. And that's like, I mean, you don't even know how right you are. But Well, you know, and the only thing that kept running through my mind when they had, like, Amanda and they were pulling her out of the car, I was like, why don't they put a hood over her head? The blindfold no, but they're not even. Yeah, but they're not even that concerned. I know they're they not even that worried. At, they they stop off at that that MacGyver A team house in <laughs> Calabasas. I don't know where they are, and <laughs> and they take off the blindfold, and it's not even about like we're not going to tell you anything about ourselves. They're like, stop the bitch act. Yeah, <laughs> like, just keep your mouth shut, and everything will be fine. <laughs> So here we are, three episodes since the last time her life was in danger, and here she is. Yes, yes, that was the other thing. I was like, haven't we just been through this with her before? It does feel redundant. Oh, God. I was like, why are we here again? But, okay, so we we go to the credits, and then we come back, and they do this cool, and by cool, I mean novel at best thing. Um, The opening credits are, as always, like the streets of Hollywood, and like this kind of like fuzzy look and it fades into an exterior shot of Kyle driving around the streets looking for Amanda. Um, and then he gets to a corner and he sees her abandoned car. Yeah, the abandoned car. With the key with, still in it. The key is still in it and the window wide open. And tell me how that survived on an LA street overnight. No, I know. That car would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd have a very different concern. Yeah. <laughs> um, but So Kyle like takes the keys and calls 911. So now Amanda is officially missing. Right. 
Um, okay, so then we go to Michael Taylor oh, Jane. Doesn't she when she gets when she gets brought to that like re- like weird cabin? Doesn't she like make a crack about Rory? Oh yeah, she does. No, She's like, she. We're getting to that, but not yet. Oh, we, oh next, okay. Next well, I'm ahead of us. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Keep um, going. That, that's a funny. That's a funny moment. Yeah. Um, so um, Michael's leaving for work, and Jane and Taylor are now besties, and they're playing house together. Um, and he leaves, and Taylor asks to talk to Jane um, to bring up again the idea that maybe they could just adopt the baby, that that Michael will be a presence in his life, and like Taylor's not really a good mom figure, so the two of them could, you know, raise the kid. Um, also, I don't know if you noticed what is Taylor eating. Her breakfast is like just a Kaiser roll or something. I kind of thought maybe it was just a really poorly made croissant, but maybe it was just a Kaiser roll. Could be that too. Definitely wasn't a bagel. No, it wasn't anything as exciting as a bagel, even an LA bagel. Um, Which are bad. Um, And Jane is like, no, you'll be a great mom. Motherhood changes a person. and Taylor's like really trying to push for Jane and Michael to become like mom and dad to this kid. And Jane's like, well, you know, I'm still getting to know Michael again. It's like, what is there to know Jane? But, but you know, apropos, the seed has been planted in Jane's head. Um, all right, another bad storyline. Jeff is back in town. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think he finally might have a clue though. Yeah, I mean, he seems to have seen the light he uh, brings a bunch of his of Sam's clothes that were in his house to her at work. I don't know why the drop has to be at work, but um, he he says he's selling his house because he got the job in Tampa. Um, and then he's like, so I'm moving, I'm selling the house, and I wish I had nothing to do with that fax from Allison, which is, you know, two days too late to have a chance. <gasps> God, um, and, she's, and she's like, well, let's do dinner tonight. And he says, I can't, I'm having dinner with my manager. He really doesn't seem to want to have anything to do with her. Because no, I think we're done here, right? He oh, no, we're almost done. We're not done yet. We're not done yet, but we're almost done. Yeah. And uh, but then they're going to do dinner at Kyle's the next day. Because, of course, it has to be Kyle's. No other options in all of greater Los Angeles. Um, okay, so yet another great storyline. Now we have Coop and Lexi. <laughs> um, they're walking at the marina where they live, and she has bought him a boat. Yes, now remember which... last episode they had angry sex. Yes, so she's got this now dirt on him that she can use to destroy what he has with Megan at any moment. So she's got the power. They, She also asked slash blackmailed him into deciding that they would pool all of the $10 million Yeah, So, so that it's not his and hers. Apparently she bought this boat with that money. <laughs> right. She's spending their shared marriage money on the boat. Um, and then she starts... I mean, like, she's just awful. And she starts taunting him about having a woman on the side, you know, because first she was, first there was Kimberly, then there was Megan, which like wasn't really a woman on the side, but um, it, it like uh, raises his ire. He gets violent for a second and punches the wall behind her of the boat. Um, so she threatens him and then she bullies him in his manhood. And it looks like they're about to have angry sex again. She takes her top off to seduce him. They start to kiss and then he pulls away. He, like, yeah. finally is like, no, I'm not going to do this again. So, 
is the thing that you're getting from this like their relationship was always volatile and they always had this sort of like because I never got that like like their breakup was volatile but I never quite got that their relationship was volatile and it's yeah just... I never got that before the thing I'm getting from this is that they need a storyline so they're just yeah and I, and, and, and I hate that they're air. making Coop into like I am too. essentially an abusive I am partner. too like yeah. I'm like what he's doing here is is abuse like it's well, abuse okay it bothers me for two reasons one is because I think that's cheap and I think it's a cheat to do that to Coop who was like essentially like one of the better guys we have on this disgusting canvas right now. But um, the other thing is, Linda Nashby also played Joe's first husband when she first joined the show, and he was supposed to have also been abusive. So I'm like, you're double dipping and you're developing it really poorly both times. Yeah. Please stop. Just, yeah. just stop. Yeah. But yeah, they are making it sound like now he was always a hothead, and that may have been an issue during their first marriage. And um, and that was never anything that we were clued into. The way she was behaving now is not anything we were ever clued into before. It was more like she was like a genteel rich man's daughter. Yeah, becomes a rich man's wife. Yeah, that was and all. yeah, and now it's just this sort of like I don't know. Maybe they think that they're playing some sort of like SNM SNM game with Coop and Lexi, but they're doing it wrong. Pretty I bad. mean, it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're doing it wrong. So yeah, this this storyline just got me. I like. I was just like, I don't even know if I can watch this anymore. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, the good news is you won't have to watch this storyline too much longer. Yes. Really? So yay for that. Yay. Yeah. Ooh, good. Yeah. Uh, and then okay, back to Kyle. He gets a call from the kidnappers, the goons. So they're demanding a ransom of a million dollars. And we know they have money trouble because just last week, Amanda was talking about how they have to like save and budget their money for a year until they can buy a house. Ain't no way Kyle's got a million dollars. <laughs> so uh, they do put Amanda on the phone. So Kyle hears she's alive. And I didn't even think she means to, but she just starts, he asks how she is. And she just starts talking about how like I'm here in a cabin and it's already, she's giving away too much information. So they yank the <laughs> phone away. Um, and, uh, and they're like, we just need the money. And Kyle's like, how am I supposed to get a million dollars? And the camera pulls away with him just at his desk as it fades to commercial because Rob Estes can't really emote. So they're like, we'll just pull the camera away and do the work for you. Um, and we come back from commercial. We're back with Jane and Michael. And she's at the hospital um, asking Michael what he wants to do with his soon-to-be son. And Michael's like, yeah, we got a payment plan. I'm not going to be a presence in his life. I'm just going to be a monthly check. And Jane's like, well, Taylor wants you to help raise this kid with my help. Um, but then, so he doesn't like that, but he likes that she hints that she's ready for them to commit as a couple again. Um, and Jane says, I will always be there for you and I will always be there for your son, which like, Bad on you, Jane, but good for you, Michael. I know. Um. Ugh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. You know. I mean, whatever. I like. I just. This is just a head scratcher to me, and I get. And I get how they're trying to build this to like. Well, that's the woman you must have always loved, my. Because I think Taylor said that to him. Like, that's probably the woman you. That's the one. The one that got away, and she's the reason why you haven't been able to have a normal relationship because you've always loved her. Like, they're kind of retconning it that way, which I guess is fine. But I don't know. 
I, but I'm not into, I don't trust that Michael is going to sort of like do right in, in the end. No, I mean, well, God, you're right to not trust them. The thing, uh, I mean, it's like, sure, I get that you were like, well, these are the people we have on the canvas. We got Jane back. So let's maybe do Jane and Michael all over again. But if you've been a watcher of the show, one of like the few true takeaways of the show is just how horrible Michael was to Jane for mm-hmm. you. Um, it's not like, oh, yeah, did they date? I don't really remember. Like, that was a very significant thing. So to, to really brush under that all the rug, under the rug is um, kind of dumb. But, yeah. you know, at least they're consistent now. Um, so there's more Amanda. And this is where it gets a little funny. <laughs> a little, like a, a smidge, a susan funny. Um, <laughs> she's trying to find a way out of the cabin, which looks like it's going to be fairly easy to find a way out of. But... Um, Amanda is talking to the kidnappers and she's like, she's like guessing who did this. And she goes, was it Taylor? And they're like, no, we don't know who Taylor is. And then she goes, was it the Parisis? Which like, good for them calling back three seasons to I that. that one, but oh my God, that was brilliant. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, it's one of Rory's associates. And they're like, lady, you got a long list of enemies. <laughs> Because it could have been anyone, really. Because it could have been anyone. Um, Which reminded me that, like, you know, Rory came in because Lexi knew him and they were, like, family friends or whatever. And, of course, Lexi never once acknowledged the fact that Rory had this terrible death doing a terrible thing. Nobody's Um, ignoring – nobody has brought up Rory. I will bring this up again the one time of the episode. No one is talking about the fact that Taylor is responsible for fake Christine's death and for (laughs) duping (laughs) – Kyle and because it all comes back to fake Christine. <laughs> so so lucky her. All right. Meanwhile, Peter is again on the phone with James Farentino, who had orchestrated this fake but not fake kidnapping. Um, and he's like, I won't call it off, but it's going to play itself out. It'll be fine as long as you know she does what's right. Which you know, she's a kidnapping victim, so who knows what's right? Um, Kyle comes to Peter to apologize and Peter again plays dumb and he's like, yeah, I found the car. She's officially been kidnapped. Uh, I got the call and he's like, even if I mortgage everything, I still can't make the million dollar ransom. So he asked for uh, Peter to supply a $300,000 loan. Right, because Peter's short three grand, 300 grand. Uh, Kyle's short. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, is it worth the brain space? No. I don't know. Um, okay, so now we're at Kyle's, the restaurant. Sam and Jeff are having their dinner because it's the next day. So far, the time warp has made sense. Um, <laughs> they're eating like the most boring looking salads in the world. Jeff isn't really talkative. Um, and then we see Jane and Michael and Billy and Jennifer come in for a double date. Um, and. So- yeah, so of course, what's her face perks up there, Sam? Yeah, yeah, she's in like perfect eye shot, um, to see the the two couples get seated together. Um, yeah, perks right up, and of course, they're talking about Allison, um, and how she fell off the wagon again, and blah blah blah. And at this exact moment, I said, wouldn't Jane know about all the things that Allison is going through because they each left the show seemingly on BFF terms you'd think that at some point they'd still be talking. Um, And Jane is... (laughs) um, 
Jane says something like, yeah, I thought she was fine. I guess until now, I guess she slipped. Meaning that, like, Allison may have not been losing all of these jobs in a nine-month period. I don't know. It's it's unclear what the truth is about Allison off-screen because... Well, they don't know what the truth is. I don't think the writers really know what it is. They, they just know yeah. they needed they needed Allison to put a wedge between... They needed the, we- they needed, they needed right, the, the Billy drama of it all. Yeah. Um... And Jennifer continues at the table to protest Billy going. He's like, I just need to go for 24 hours. And she goes, I am begging you not to go. Put me first. And he says no. So Jennifer is upset, rightly so. Sam watches Jen walk away with absolute glee. And then Jeff finally has had enough. He gets up and walks out. She runs out after him. He yells at her for using him. And he calls out her blaming everyone else, even her psycho dad. He goes, for your messed up life. So I'm like, that's nice. We get another callback to storylines of yore that we really feel like the writers have forgotten. Um, he has one more line. He says, now all I see is the anger in you. And he, he storms off. And then that's the end of Jeff. I think we're going to see more of Jeff. We're going to see more of Jeff? I think... I think we see more of Jeff. Oh my God, poor Jeff. Poor Jeff indeed. I thought he was saved. Poor Jeff. No, uh, like, does anyone really get out unscathed? I guess not. Um, it certainly doesn't look like that for Coop, who comes late for dinner at home with Lexi. So, of course, she's pissed. I mean, I'm sure he didn't even know she'd planned to make dinner for them to eat as a civilized couple, because they're not. Um, you know, and he was like, yeah, I'm late, because... Megan and I were making love in her apartment and she then changes the rules. She goes, well, I forbid you from doing that ever again. And she threatens to call Megan right then and there and tell her about the two of them. And then he throws the phone against the wall and she seems satisfied with having gotten him angry again. She sort of like just saunters off to the bedroom. Uh, okay. So we're back to Amanda and she were at the cabin again. The, it's, um, the younger of the two goons brings her like a pan of two sunny side up eggs. Um, and she immediately hits him over the head, knocks him out and starts just running. She escapes out of the cabin and just starts running. Like it's just, it's, it's grass everywhere you look. And she starts running. The thing is like, this is, I think how we open back the next segment. So it, with like no prelude or context, it almost felt like a dream, but it's not. This is really happening. So Amanda has made her escape, um, but then the older of the two guys, who's been like keeping watch out front, sees her and starts running. So she outsmarts him, and she hides. So he keeps running, and she thinks she's avoided him, and then she runs in the other direction, into the arms of the first guy, who has not been knocked out. The A-team. I'm telling you, the A-team. I mean, A-team. it's like Wiley Coyote. I mean, like, A-team, my God. It's like the A team. It's like when face. It was. It was like. It was almost like face and Mr. T were like chasing each other. It is kind of. Uh, it is very much like that. And then yeah. Murdoch yeah. shows up. Like it yeah. just. It just had that sort of feeling, you know. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, Amanda. Uh, she she got dragged back to the to the cabin. Yeah, indeed. And uh, okay, so Coop drags himself to Megan's. Um, and like all of a sudden there's now this great urgency. He's like, we need to leave tonight. And she says, well, what about your job? And he's like, I can go anywhere. Even though we spent episodes and episodes around that Philly house, uh, Philly, uh, hospital job. Um, and 
So she's like, what's going on with Lexi? And he won't say. She like knows Lexi has prompted this, but he won't say what's happened. So they agree to be ready to leave at 10 p.m. that night. Um, meanwhile, I guess it's afternoon or evening. Sam comes to the upstairs and to apologize to Jennifer. She comes clean. She tells her all about the facts. It was her idea. Like she's not she's not playing the game anymore. Where where um, did this come from? No, okay, I, think, I don't trust this. I uh, I think there's not enough time left in these storylines to not trust it. I think it's really. More, it's I think just, it's more a case of damage done, and Sam's time is limited on the show. So I think they're just trying to like finally calm her down and not have her be the a hole she's been lately. Is I think where they are. Because it was just like Jeff left her, and I thought this would sort of like ratchet up the crazy. I think it's exactly the opposite. I think she has finally seen the light because she thinks like somehow Jeff got through to her. Okay. And this is the one thing she can do. But meanwhile, Jen is like, you know what? Lies or not, and you're a horrible person, this may have been exactly the test I needed to see Billy's true colors. So maybe you did me a favor, lies and all. Um, so we'll, we'll check back in on that in a little bit, but now we got a lot of shit with, like, Megan and Coop coming up. Um, so Megan knows that Lexi did something to light a fire under Coop, so she comes directly to Lexi's place. Where Lexi is, it's the middle of the day, like, doesn't Lexi still have to be at this job? I was wondering the same thing, but I, but I think that maybe she doesn't have a job anymore if the IRS can't, showed up. And I like, don't know. Did that entire company completely collapse? I think the company collapsed, okay. which was weird because didn't Coop have a part of it? He sure did. Not so, yeah. And he doesn't seem worried about that. No, no. It's amazing the things people stop worrying about. I mm-hmm. wish I could bottle with whatever they're having. Um, so then, of course... Lexi starts taunting Megan about all the incredible sex she and Coop have had. Uh, and Megan at first doesn't believe it, but then it kind of sits with her. And she seems to. And then Coop comes to her door, and it's 10 p.m., but she's not packed and ready to go. She's sitting alone. She's drinking in the dark. And um, he kind of just uh, admits that he like fell right into Lexi's trap. And Megan is like, well, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> with you. He fell right between her legs. I mean, That's he where he fell. fell. Yeah. You know, come on now. And probably real quick is my hunch. One time and real quick. But um, she's like, get out. Like, that 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 was enough to ruin everything. Yes. So, and rightfully so. I mean, yeah, this was, you know, this was destined for doom. Um, so Peter is, Peter comes to Kyle's to see if there's any news on Amanda. And I remember this scene differently because, um, Kyle's pouring shots of scotch. And I remember a whole back and forth of them talking about Amanda and how much they hate each other and doing like shot after shot after shot. Cause I remember watching that being like, that was when I was in college, so I was, like, still doing shots, because now <laughs> I'm, like, fucked up. But um, I was like, I can't believe they're doing this many shots. Um, but that doesn't really happen in this. Instead, um, they get a call to do the drop the next night. But one of the conditions is they don't want Kyle there. They don't want the husband. They don't want anyone who knows her like that. Right. Um, so Peter volunteers to do it, and Kyle doesn't want him to. Um, 
So now Coop returns to Lexi and says, you know, she's like, I expected you to rip my head off, I think. And he goes, well, I thought about it and I thought better of it. He's very calm here. Yeah. And he goes, maybe we should start over for real this time. Um, I, I, you know, like he kisses her and he's going to leave for work. But he says uh, that the two of us should have drinks together later tonight. Um, uh, just the two of us alone or something like that on the boat. Um, and then he calls and leaves a message with Megan apologizing. We see her listening to the voicemail in her apartment. She doesn't answer. Um, and he says he will get Lexi out of their lives. So it seems like maybe this dinner for just the two of them is not such an innocent invitation. Mayhaps. Um, spoiler alert, we won't get to find out in this episode. <laughs> because whatever else happens is going to happen next week. Um, uh, but Megan uh, comes to Jennifer's apartment. The movers are there packing stuff. So I think what's happening is they're moving all of her stuff back to Jersey, and she's going to depart with Billy from Maybe Jersey. To, to the plan was to depart from Jersey to Italy, um, but at that point, that's when there was going to be an elaborate dinner, and Billy was going to meet the entire family as her fiancé, blah, blah, blah. But now he's going to Atlanta. But, Atlanta. but, but, right. And, um, and then, and, and Michael is there, and there's more Michael and Billy fighting in these episodes than there has been any interaction between the two of them in the early seasons of the show. And it keeps being like Michael railing into Billy. He calls him a male slut. He says there's no way Billy's going to come to this family party. Um, but in doing so, so, oh, I think when this is happening, Jen had to deal with something going on with the movers. So she's out of the apartment, right? right. It's just Michael and Billy. And that's when Michael accidentally lets slip that um, – the facts was a fake because of Sam, that it wasn't right. real. Right, and that, and, Jen, and that Jen knows this. And my God, the look on Billy's face, or I should say Andrew Shue's face, is so, like, dumbfounded. Like That's I, his normal look. He's trying to communicate shock and anger and disbelief or whatever, but all I really get is Andrew Shue needs to, like, make a face. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, it's his one, like, I'm reacting to something fake. His mouth kind of hangs open a little bit. Yeah. Got a little slack in the jaw. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's the Billy face. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay. So now he knows. And we go to Amanda, who is now tied to a chair, as opposed to just being locked in a room. Um, and the two men are leaving her to do the money drop. And she's like, well, so then what happens? Like, after you guys get the money, how will I be found? And like, we don't know. Bye. Um, and, and they've shown this in a couple scenes. The, the goons, especially the younger guy, have been drinking beer out of bottles. Called so beer. there's a bottle. Is it? It's beer. It's just beer. Oh, called beer. I thought you said called. Cold. Oh, no, yeah. No, it's called beer. I it's... thought it had a fake name. Maybe one that began with B. Yeah, it was beer. It just said beer. It okay. just said beer. Yeah, my, my Anthony pointed that out to me. He watched it. He watched oh, he it. was watching it with you. Oh, funny. <laughs> was he like just it. like, how stupid is this show? Kind of. Like, I don't like it when he watches with me because he talks through it. Yeah. And he talks and he talks about how stupid it is. And I'm like, I know it's stupid, but I still have to pay attention. Yeah. You know, and he'll point out, like, random stuff like, look, it's beer. <laughs> and he'll, like, poke me in the ribs. Well, well, tell Beavis that one thing was a worthwhile. 
he's Beavis, does that make me butthead? Well, he could be Beavis and he could be butthead. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, so Amanda has noticed the beer. the Or the beer bottle. And um, she like she rocks around in the chair and um, is able to smash the bottle onto the floor into a billion shards and then she, we see her drop herself to the floor. So she she has learned from these situations. She knows how to escape. Um, meanwhile, Jennifer comes back into her situation and in time to hear Billy cancel his flight. Um, and at first I thought it was a ploy on his part. Like he was waiting for her to come in and he wanted to be overheard um, for her to react to something. But no, she just caught him canceling his flight because he found out the truth and he's yelling at her now about how she concealed the truth. Um, so he's mad. He says he is through being manipulated and the engagement is off. Oh. Um, and Megan and Michael are at the hospital because Megan is asking for Coop. And Michael's like, no, he left. He said that uh, he's going to be having dinner on his boat with Lexi. And that's the first we hear about that there's a big rainstorm coming. Mm. And all of a sudden, it is a monsoon. <laughs> um, okay, so Peter is now driving out in the wilderness, wherever, uh, to to do the money exchange. Um, he gets the directions to save Amanda and calls Kyle and Kyle's like give me the instructions and I'll be there and Peter's like no don't drive in the rain um, and meanwhile Amanda has tried to save herself we see her bloody hands and uh, she gets the ropes off of her and she grabs this like really nice rain jacket and then starts running outside to escape again in the pouring rain. I don't know where the rain jacket that fits her so well comes from. She wasn't wearing it when she was kidnapped. But um, that cabin really uh, that, and has nothing and has everything you need. <laughs> Beer and uh, rain paraphernalia. Um, okay, so she's, she's running out in the rain and the older of the two kidnappers sees her running. Michael, meanwhile, has had to go out in the rain and pick up a sub for Taylor. Um, and so she's all happy. She's got the, this nice big sandwich. I forget. What is it? Like mortadella, provolone? I forget. She, she does know, say like everything. There's peppers in it. There's yeah. peppers and there's, and there's hot peppers. Yeah. And so Michael and Jane are in the bedroom. And he says he loves her. And they start going at it. And then Taylor starts making a commotion. Um, she first thinks it's the sandwich. But then... I don't know if you could guess it, given that she's nine months pregnant and it's raining, but she's in labor. <laughs> and I'll say now before I forget that I 100% agree with you. Nice, fun, lovable Taylor is my favorite Taylor. Yeah, she's a great Lisa Renna actually is really good at playing nice on this show. And, you know, we always said they never gave her a friend. They never gave her an ally. Um, it's nice to see her having Jane and getting along with Jane and Jane not really judging her um this friendship short as it will likely be is nice yes i agree um okay and here we are at the end peter is at the cabin and he sees the bloody rope but no amanda he calls james farentino again um and you know he was like all along don't worry let this play out how it's going to play out um and 
Peter's like, well, she's not here. What's going on? He's like, look, if your girl messed things up, tough luck. And hangs up on it. <laughs> oh, Peter. <laughs> so um, Kyle's on the way. He calls Peter. And Peter's like, yeah, she isn't here. Um, Kyle's like, okay, I'm almost there. And then we do like the slow fade on Peter as if it's like, oh, poor Peter. Except... No, not poor Peter, because he orchestrated this whole thing. So, and I feel like I say this every other week, we end the episode with Amanda in peril again. Yes. Which, like, what have we done to this woman? What have we done to, like, the strongest woman on our show? I know. Well, you know, I will say this. She is still showing some serious balls with these kidnappers. She's found her way out, because she can't rely on the men. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's like, kicking ass and taking names. So, I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh with the way she's handled her kidnapping although i will say this heather locklear looks like she is done with the storyline too do you you think so i do i I really really do i think at this point i think she's like just counting down the episodes when this is going to be over you know they all are yeah really um so yeah we will be back for we'll be back next week on the block of course but when we are it's we will be saying goodbye to some of our current characters Bye-bye. so some of those storylines will be coming to an end so we're happy to uh wrap those up for you well Alyssa milano goes right because she's got charm yeah, to go then to, she's right? on her way to charm yeah, yeah she's on her way to charm she's on her way to bigger and better things and i'm guessing right. that's so billy. so some of the questions are okay does she leave with or without billy yeah that right? is a question yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a question. Yeah. And um, Megan and, uh, stays, right? Megan stays. So if Coop is going to leave, what happens to Lexi? And is that going to play a role in how he goes? And um, what happens with Taylor and the baby? Hmm. Interesting. I'm very curious to see who's getting the boot. Yeah, so I won't tell you. Because I forgot that you didn't necessarily know, so I won't tell you. <laughs> I mean, I know Alyssa Milano because right. she's go- she's moving on to greener pastures, but I'm not sure who is going to be leaving. Um, it's again, it's like like the season five departure. It's there's a few, so this is so mass let- exodus. <laughs> it's like, but it's like the, about like who cares people. So okay, not, not I don't mean Alyssa Milano, but overall uh so so yeah so there we are okay that's the episode okay we're going to hollywood boulevard because i am over melrose place right now over it over it let's go talk some good stuff oh we we hope oh no (laughs) i mean maybe we'll see i feel like i feel like being kind of gentle okay all right so you guys stay stay well be good stay warm we'll see you